I'm hiding in my garage right now. So. Oh, <laughs> do you do that often? <laughs> you know, quarantine calls for interesting measures. My three-year-old caught me on the phone in our like cleaning supply closet the other day. <laughs> he was oh, very wow. confused. <laughs> want to do this morning uh, today is talk about moms. So um, I guess I'll just start in. Is that all right? Yeah, we're not moms. So yeah. we need an expert on moms. <laughs> and so we were thinking about someone who we could ask and immediately your name came up with Father Derek. So that's pretty awesome. Well, I'm definitely yeah. no expert, but hear what I've learned so far. Do you have kids? <laughs> I do have kids. I have you are an expert. <laughs> so today being Mother's Day, uh, we wanted to um, invite a mom, and her name is Christy Markeski. She's an awesome, awesome woman and daughter of God, and um, she's she's a wife to uh, one of my good friends, Matt Markeski, whom I've known for quite a long time and um, have been given the great grace of knowing Christy through Matt. So I thought we could start off just by uh, introducing yourself, Christy, maybe like where you're from and how you find yourself. You live in Arlington Heights, right? Yeah, technically Buffalo Grove. Oh, Buffalo Grove. That's right. So I grew up in Virginia, in Northern Virginia, and that's where I met my husband, Matt. Um, He was actually a focused missionary on my campus and, um, you know, we weren't really interested in each other until I was a senior and, um, we were, yeah, we started dating. And then I think after our first year of marriage, we were actually, uh, had a three month old, our first three month old baby. And we moved out to Illinois to the flatlands of Illinois. We've been here ever since. So it's been about nine years. My daughter's nine. So we've been here for nine years now. And, um, so we live in Buffalo Grove. My husband serves as a focused missionary at St. James Parish in Arlington Heights. So how many kids do you have, Christy? So we have four kids here. We've walked through three miscarriages. Um, My oldest is nine, Gianna. My second is Gemma is seven. Natalie is five. And Andrew is three. I just so happen to be the godfather of the youngest. Yes. Thank you for saying yes to that. (laughs) (laughs) We've been texting and you, you text me like very positive moments where... Andrew's learning how to pray and stuff. And I joke that it's the easiest job in the world to be his godfather. (laughs) I need to send you some of the other stuff too, so you can know he really still needs your prayers often. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's okay. We'll just keep it the sweet stuff. (laughs) Don't want to mess up my image. (laughs) That'd be a great another topic for a podcast. What it means to be a godparent. Yeah. Agreed. I've seen good ones, but I've I've also been a bad one to many. So you met Father Derek. So, well, this is kind of a funny story. So, Father oh, Derek, yeah. I don't know if you remember this. But I do now that. Yeah, go ahead. I interviewed to become a focused missionary my senior year of college, and I was on a panel interview with two women who were like very, I don't know, fierce in their interview process. And then Father oh. Derek was the third, very kind, gentle interviewer. Um, <laughs> and somehow I. I I was hired for staff, but that was really, I think my first time getting to know you, Father Derek. And then by God's grace, Father Derek ended up being our associate pastor out here 
um, when my husband was working at St. James in Arlington Heights. So we got to share life more intentionally for what you were there for two years, I think. I think it was three, but yeah. Years before they swept you away from us. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of funny how God has pulled us through that journey. I agree. Yeah. I felt like we were able to get to know each other. Can we go back to the interview focus process thing for a second? Uh-huh. I'm just really curious. What does it mean to have an intense like, <laughs> interview question? And they're like, tell me the third mystery, joyful mystery of the world right now. Like, what, what is, I don't even know what have you ever been in an interview before where there's like no smiling? Like the interviewer like doesn't smile and just like ask questions and then takes notes and you're wondering like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely <laughs> okay. not going to get this job. But then Father Derek was just like very, I don't know, he smiled a lot and was very gentle and yeah. I appreciated that. Okay. I was just curious. Focus. So um, question, I guess we're just going to ask you a couple questions just to like pick your brain a little bit, maybe help out. Maybe some of the mothers who um, who are celebrating with you this Mother's Day, maybe hopefully they can relate in ways to your to your answers or to your life. So I guess just as a beginner question, I wonder, what would you say the best part of being a mom is? Um, There's so many different things that come to mind. Um, The best thing about being a mom for me has just been really coming to know like my relationship with God, you know, the father and like really coming to know myself as a daughter of God. Because I just think about all these little moments that I really like treasure. I've got like a little notebook where I, I take notes and I write down little conversations that I have with the kids that mean a lot to me. Um, And so often those little moments and those conversations, you know, kind of seep into my prayer life and I get a glimpse, you know, I get these little glimpses of like the heart of the father and, and what it means to be parented by him. And, um, you know, what I desire for my children um, teaches me a lot about what God, you know, desires for me. So I think like in big picture, that's, you know, the best part about being as a mom is just learning so much about um, my role as just being a beloved daughter of the Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> That's awesome. Oh That's gosh. cool. So would it be too personal to ask? And don't worry, Father Tim will edit this out. Uh, <laughs> maybe something that you wrote down recently uh, that you just felt really united to God in or um, you were able to delight uh, with God in your children? Yeah. Um, okay. So one thing that happened, I was looking through my notebook this morning. So one story with Natalie, she was three years old at the time, which seems so young for this, but one day she just like out of the blue, just had this big smile and she's like, mommy, I just love you so much. And Matt was there and he's, you know, was like, Natalie, why do you love mommy so much? And she just like wrapped her little tiny arms around my neck and was like, because you're my mommy. Um, I just like took that, you know, I just like took that in my heart and like thought about that for, you know, a while. And I still think about that and just think about like what it means, you know, our deepest desire to belong, to be known, um, to be loved, like just for who we are. And just like the God loves us just because I'm God's daughter, like not because of anything that I've achieved, um, you know, or any of my successes, but just because I am, I am his daughter. That's awesome. I want to ask, have you ever met like women who... Like being a mom just doesn't seem to be enough for them. Mm. And as a result, they feel like, well, I need to, I need to have a career and I need to create or like make my stamp on the world in some other way. Mm -hmm. And that will be more fulfilling or I don't know. uh, I, I just feel like I really need that. Do you ever meet women like this? Yeah, I think sometimes I am that woman. I think it's like a constant Hmm. battle, you know, like a a question that's on my heart. And then I have to like, you know, I I talk to spiritual directors about this and I pray about it a lot. Um, But I think so often I I feel this desire to 
do something outside of motherhood. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think the prayer that I'm always trying to discern is, is it because I'm trying to escape, um, you know, the daily grind of being a mom? Because it's not always glamorous. It's most often not glamorous. Um, And so I have to ask myself, like, is it I want to go and do this because people will, you know, they'll acknowledge when I achieve things in the work world and we get uh, evaluated, right? Like you get evaluations and you can very firmly know, like, this is these are the areas you're doing well and these are the areas you're not doing well. And I feel like sometimes in motherhood, we don't see that, you know, on the day to day. And sometimes it's hard to see until, you know, I'm always wondering, I hope my my kids are going to turn out okay. I won't know if I've done it right until I've like sent them off into the world. And so I think there's there's that temptation to want to just know that you're doing well and like to hear words of affirmation from the world. Um, But I do think I know Jennifer Fulweiler talks about this a lot. And I'm actually taking a class right now that's encouraging women to dream and to and to create. And I think I was just came across this line by John Paul II the other day. Um, I'm a photographer and an artist. I studied art in college. So like art is very um, dear to my heart. And I think that, um, so John Paul II said that essentially man is most fully in the image of God when he creates. And so I think that every man and woman has that desire to create, to put something into the world. And you can do that as a mother. And I think that our, you know, I think the goal though, is that motherhood would only encourage, um, encourage that and that you could do it uh, not in spite of motherhood, but because of your motherhood and out of a fruit of your motherhood. That is beautiful. Yeah. Right. And do you, uh, Christy, do you know who Emily Wilson is? I know of her. I've only heard her speak maybe once at a focus conference, but I don't know her very well. Yeah. Ca- Catholic uh, young speaker. She uh-huh. just got, I think she's been married for a few years. Uh, but I was at the last NCYC with a group of teens. They were all girls. So they all wanted to go see and hear Emily Wilson. Uh-huh. And one thing that was powerful for me to hear was here is this girl who has uh, given a lot to the church and created so much in terms of just bringing about a greater dignity for women of God, especially young young women. Um, she wrote a few books, I think, but she said in her talk that none of that, all of that that she does through the world, like giving talks, uh, just changing so many lives, it's secondary to her identity as a future mother and as a wife Mm -hmm. Um, and that that she was rooted in that yet she's able to create through that. But if that was somehow supposed to, to end, that wouldn't crush her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was a great witness of that kind of idea of, yeah, I'm going into the world I'm creating, but my, my identity or my vocation, my call is yeah. To be a wife, to be a mother. Yeah. And I think it just has so much to do with our culture now that like, Um, you know, people just want to be seen. They feel like they need to be seen in order to be valued. And, you know, I think mother, mother Mary is such a great example of like this quiet, humble life. You know, she's one of the most important people in our history. And, uh, but she lives such a quiet, simple, humble life. And I think that is amazingly countercultural now. Um, but you know, I think we need to just go back to that and, and be okay with that. Just kind of sit with that. It's good. It's good stuff. Why don't we uh, split this into two parts? Just uh, pick up with uh, more questions from Christy for tomorrow. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. Stay tuned. Mommy part two. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.